Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Ladies and gentlemen, Zebra in the morning, Laura Styles, Rosenberg, give it up for Lil Meech on the program. Yeah. Thank What's you, going man. on? Thank you, man. Now, Shoot do you, do you I, I've, I've been meaning to ask you, uh, you like going by Lil Meech, of course, because you, you go by it, but does anybody call you by your government, like family members, or is Meech what everybody calls you, Lil Meech? Uh, my family members call me Demetrius. Oh, they do call you Demetrius. <laughs> most of my peers call me Meech. Right, for sure. Um, you know, obviously... Um, you being in this BMF, which season three starts March first on mm, Stars, back. Um, I was, I was raving, giving rave reviews to your acting chops because that was your first acting job. Yeah, thank you, season man. one. Yes, it was. Thank talk, you. talk about playing your father, man. Like that's, man. It, it's still a surreal moment to me. Like when I first met Fifty, I was still trying to find myself. Mm. My dad was calling me from jail every day. He was like, man, what you going to do? I'm like, shit, I don't know. And I always, I always knew I wanted to be my own person. It's just hard, you know, to live up to my dad's name. And he called me one day. He's like, man, they looking at Terrence Howard and Nipsey Hussle. And I don't know if you're going to be able to play me, but you got to go to acting class so you can get ready. Mm-hmm. So I met 50. 50 put me in acting classes for two years in L.A., Invested in me, paid for the acting classes. I had to go every day, two times, uh, two times a day, five mm-hmm. days a week, in the morning, in the afternoon, come back home, study again, do the same thing the next day. Wow, and a ball put, player. Yeah, but I, I put in the work though, and, and it, it, it showed me that Fifty couldn't get me the job. I had to get myself the job. Mm-hmm. My dad couldn't get me the job. They would have hired somebody else that already had acting experience. I had no experience, so I was coming from the street to the screen, so they not going to invest all these millions into me and I don't know what I'm doing. So after, I, after a year and a half and I got comfortable and I knew I was ready, I had to audition in front of Stars, and Stars okayed it. How big an audition was that? How many people was that? It was a small room because they, they didn't want to make me nervous and you know all that because it was still my, my first my start. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to the Stars building, the company building, meeting with the execs, and it might be one or two execs in there and they just... They just watching me, see if I'm good enough. You feel me? So it was like that for for months. Then when I got the set, it was different. I was on set with everybody, so I still <laughs> a lot of people. I, I still could have got the set and froze up on camera or anything. So I just had to have a strong mindset and know that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. If I didn't take it, somebody else was gonna take it, and I was gonna be watching somebody else right. play my dad. Right, right. And that right. would have been the worst thing in my life. While you weren't taking all these acting classes, did you, A, did you, did you, were you intimidated at all? Like, I can't believe how hard this is. Because people think it's easy, but it's very, it's very tough. When I first started acting, I thought it was just reading lines. Like, in school, I'm the type of person, I'm trying to figure out how to get an A+. So, I'm watching movies, I'm like, man... Acting must just be reading lines off a of paper, like something like this. And when I get there, they're like, hey, don't look at the paper. Imagine your mom and dad in the casket right now, you in a funeral. Mm. And my mom and dad's still living, so they're like, no, imagine they're dead and you at a funeral right now in front of their casket. I'm going to watch your face for two minutes, and if nothing is happening, you're not feeling it. So I'm like, 
what? I got to be emotional to act? Like, I got to be crying or something? You know, you just got to be willing to wear your emotions on the sleeve at any point in time. You got to be willing to be sad, happy, mad, cry at any point in time. Yeah. The director might tell you, no, nah, I want you to do the scene a different way. You got to be able to do it on the fly. That's what a great actor is. That's why if you look at Denzel, like, man, he's amazing. Because he's able to do it. He, he going to somewhere. He going to a place. Or he crying. His dog might die in the movie. He's not attached to the dog. But he might be thinking about his aunt or his grandma or something. And that's what acting really is. For you as a kid uh, who hasn't had their father at home, though, right? And you've only, I mean, for most of your life, right? Like mm -hmm. you've had to talk to your father and see, talk to him on the phone or go visit him. Mm -hmm. um, reliving this story, how much is it pain? How much is there, like, how do you sort through those emotions? Like, Man, it's, it's it's painful every day. It's painful every day. It's ever since I still remember my dad get taken away from me when I was six years old. Um, so that's where my drive comes from. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't be a great actor. If if my life was just great and gravy, I wouldn't be able to show on screen. You wouldn't be able to feel nothing. You know that hurt and that that pain, that suffering, and me. Watching my family go from having everything to having nothing to my mom working her job just to pay for the bills and just to pay for me to go to a good school, I really watched that happen. Like, I really was old enough to understand what was going on. Mm. So I just got to go back to there, and I can do anything, any scene. I can think about any emotional moment, and I just got to take my, you know, myself there. And that's what acting really is, bro. Like, when you really, you have to... You know, as men, we're taught not to cry. Like, girls are supposed to just be emotional. But when you're an actor, you have to be able to take yourself to that little boy space and not think about how you look or how somebody else is seeing you. You got to know, like, okay, this is real-life emotion. People are going to be able to connect with this no matter what. Do you feel right now, um, have you... I, I'm wondering on season three now, right? Mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to, like, process that going through this is maybe healthy for you to like sort through the pain of what you've actually lived through with your family? Is, has it yeah. helped at all? Yes. It, it has brought me and my father's relationship closer. Even though we talk every day, I finally got a chance to understand his childhood and how he grew up and what made him him today. Through the show, through the actual script and exactly. like reading this story. Exactly, because he, me and him always talk he never explained to me how he was growing up. In 1970s in Detroit, bro, it was a murder capital of the world. They was walking with holes in their shoes, going to school in 20-degree weather, 10-degree weather, like inhumane conditions, barely can live. So he, man, they was sharing milk in their cereal bowl. Like, after I'm done with it, my brother got to drink the same bowl, like, from the cereal. So they grew up too poor, bro. Like, he didn't even, he couldn't even finish school. In ninth grade, he dropped out and was taking care of his whole family in the streets. It wasn't the same, though, as now. So he helped me understand, like, son, this is what I had to do to live. It's a different time now. You got everything in front of you now. You got to use what I went through and, and take it and, and make something out of it now. Like He's you know? coaching you like that. But how about the irony? I'm sure, I'm sure this must cross your mind, I would think. The same things your dad did that resulted in him getting taken away from you, which was so damaging for your childhood, Mm -hmm. That story now is the same thing that is changing your life 
into you becoming an actor. It's all the same story. It's kind of yeah. wild, right? It's it's really crazy. Just just different times. So if you really like, you understand. If somebody really looks at it and, and can really see and understand the, the difference between the two stories, but it's the same, like you said, almost. Like I have to relive the same things my father did. Even though it's fake and we're doing scenes, it's still real moments. You know, he still was going through these things. And it's the same thing with me growing up, having to live up to a name like that. Right. And people look at me a certain type of way, this is not, and I want to be my own person. Of course, I want to show my father, you know, I appreciate everything he did, but I want to be my own person. I'm little Meech, I'm not big Meech. And we don't want the end of your story yeah. to be like your father, right? Like, we want to be able to... Exactly. Yeah, you get another you get another series where you're you know playing a vampire and you get nominated for an Emmy. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. See, in, in Fifty, that's where I appreciate so much from him because he didn't just have the acting coach teach me how to play my father. I was going to classes, and we might do Wolf of Wall Street one day, the Titanic the next day. Like, we we're just doing all type of things to show me how to be an actor. If I could play a, a, a FBI agent, anybody. It don't matter, just I don't want to be in a box. I want to be an actor. I want to be able to do movies, not just play my father. I want to be able to do all this types of things. That's your passion now. That's your exactly. job now. Exactly. Do you, exactly. um, you know, uh, for those that have watched BMF, right, and the reason I enjoyed it, obviously, was because, A, it was well done. B, your acting blew me away. But also understanding the dynamic you were just talking about with, you know, we live in a country where, you know, like here in New York City, we talk about the migrants coming here and people thinking like, yo, I need to come here and I'm going to, it's the land of milk and honey, it's the American dream, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to buy a house. And, a, and we have people here in the United States talking about what your, your father's beginnings, right? Mm -hmm. And in the, in the show, your grandfather in the show, it's a hardworking man, mm -hmm. right? These are upstanding, hardworking, church-going people whose children are like, yo... Our life is trash. And they're like, no, we're, we're going to church. We're praying. You know, we're going to go to work. We're going to work hard. And we're going to do and things God the right God can't pay way. the bills. Huh? God can't pay the bills. And the ends didn't meet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so your father's like, nah. I'm going to take my ingenuity, my hustle, my charisma, and I'm going to turn this into something that's going to change our lives. Your grandfather, I'm, I'm assuming that's a true story. Grandfather wasn't with it. Mom was in denial, your grandmother. Mm -hmm. But this is a story, like we were talking about earlier on the show, where you know people don't understand why do migrants get to come here and get food and a roof over their head when you got people who have been here for generations that can't have, they don't have nothing. And how come in a nation of some of the most wealthiest people, we can't fix it? And I think that speaks to the irony that you're talking about, though, mm -hmm. right? Where the story of someone that took matters into their own hands, whether it be legal or illegal, and tried to make the most of a, whatever was in front of them, now their family gets to benefit from, yeah, from the, the story, benefits, yeah. right? In some way, which is, it's bittersweet. It's not what you want. Yeah. But a lot of families had to make this, this sacrifice. Hey, it's real life. Or have tried to make this it's sacrifice. It's real life. Just showing you what people go through right now to right. this day. Right, They don't got to be black. Chinese, Egyptian, whatever ethnicity yeah. or race you are, you still going through this. Yeah. You know, there's people out here who can barely afford to pay their bills still in electricity. But but the twist is going to work every day, working a full-time job. And still doing the things that the country says, hey, you do this, you'll have 
but the wages ain't adding up to the cost. We was talking right. earlier, motherfuckers can't afford a McDonald's. Especially when you got kids. Yep. Especially when you got kids. And you thought if you followed the rules, you'd be okay. Right. But then you're not. Yeah. And then what do you do? Exactly. How yeah. do you... Um, do, do you have to work on sort of differentiating yourself from the character? Because, like, I'm, 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 I work for WWE, right? Mm -hmm. people, characters, people get very confused about the characters people play every day on TV. Yeah. You're even more confusing. Your name is very similar <laughs> to your dad's. You play your dad, mm -hmm. but you're not him. You're Demetrius. Mm -hmm. You're an actor. Do you have to do anything to sort of, like, draw that line just to let people know, like, yeah, I play this on TV, but, like, I'm not a gangster. I am a, I'm an actor. Um, I really, it's not like I have to make it known because people can see I'm an actor, you know, so. I just know the streets can fall in love. Like when the Sopranos were getting made, yeah. I know that they started hearing from real gangsters reaching out to them like, yo, we love it. And they're like, all right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. But like, <laughs> give me my space. I'm just, you know what I mean? Just an actor. So people can tell though that you're not your dad. It's, yeah, it's clear. I, I was born in 2000, man. My, my <laughs> father got locked up. 2005 going on 2006 everybody knew I was a baby right they know I didn't you know I didn't barely know what was going on so but I, mean, I have to imagine the streets love this, this yeah, show. So the streets love me they they, they love my father so they're gonna respect me you know my father didn't do nothing but show people love and take care of people you know so everywhere I go I get love no matter what state city anything I get love and I show love back you know it, it's, it's important to connect with the community that's what 50 does that's why his his shows are so successful. He's so successful because he never forgets where he came from. He still goes back to these small cities. And people can connect. It's the same thing with BMF. If you go back like 10 years, you're like a 13-year-old kid. You're not an actor. And Rick Ross makes the song BMF mm -hmm. and starts saying out loud, I think I'm Big Meech. At that time, did that create a hubbub in your life where like all the kids in school being like, yo... What was that experience like? And it was crazy because before I started acting, people already knew who I was. I had braids like my father. You know, I had tattoos. I'm light, I look just like him. So people already knew who I was from social media and all that. But when the song came out, Rick Ross made that song, it made it way bigger. For sure. It was already big, but it just started giving people a face to the name and a name to be able to like, okay, that's who that is. You know, everybody that didn't know, that wasn't around, that, you know, so it, it definitely... It had an impact. It definitely had an impact. Um, the uh, season three, March 1st, stars. Um, anything you... I'm sure you don't want to give it away, but is there anything we should be... Because in the story now, how much of the story is still <clears throat> your father? And how much of the story is now? Because, you know, when these go on for seasons, it starts to morph into its kind of own story arc at some point. Yeah. Has that started to occur yet? Season three is the arc. Season one and season two, it was the stomping ground. We were showing y'all how the brothers first started together. Now they're on their own journey. Uh, Terry is staying back in Detroit. Misha is going to Atlanta. They're both about to start having a new crew. Um, Misha is having to navigate through Atlanta by himself right. without having his brother around like they usually do. He's so it's still a part of the original story. This is, yeah, this this is, is real. based in fact. This is based in fact. This is what really happened. My dad yeah. left him Detroit and went to Atlanta because, you know, Atlanta is the hub of the United States. Mm -hmm. It has all these different freeways going to all different types of places of the country. So my dad seen that early 
moved to Atlanta. Terry didn't want to go. She stayed in Detroit. That's how they start building their, their lives, you know. Um, and now this season, you can just hope for it. Like, you can really just look for everything is is elevated. The action, we we're having um, a lot of new characters, a lot of new faces that you guys are going to love to see. And it's all about, this season is all about telling the story between the two brothers, you know. Because it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, how they started off and how they're going. It's a lot of different things. I just can't wait till you guys get to see. Um, how are you enjoying celebrity and people being all in your personal life? I mean, some <laughs> of it, I think you tr- you be trolling us, right? <laughs> um, you and Summer and the whole back and forth, whatever that is. Are you enjoying social media being? Is it funny to you? I see you laughing. Yeah, it's funny to me, man. I don't take none of that stuff serious. Yeah. And I got tough skin, so. I don't care, you know. And you I really absolutely do were helping your cousin with groceries. Like that's absolutely. Been, that's been cleared up. We're clear that <laughs> absolutely. that was... <laughs> absolutely. So the video that came out, was that the neighbor? Like, how did that even... Was that the neighbor? How did that even happen? I, that's the... My only question the whole time was there was a video of him going in his cousin's house and helping bags. That's crazy, right? Like, where... Like, who filmed this? Where's the privacy at? So was there it somebody's, like, door ring cameras? Is that what it was? So the neighbor's. The neighbors throw a ring cam. They saw me walking on a ring cam and just recorded it. Decided to put it on Instagram. <laughs> now, do you do you all know the neighbor? Nah. Does your cousin know the neighbor, or they just was like, "Oh, that's the dude from BMF." I don't, I don't even know. Don't, I don't even know. know. But it's crazy. It's just crazy. How it's you crazy. Feel like you're doing something for your family, and all of a sudden, it, turns it just taught into, me. It you don't turns, have no privacy. Yeah, it turned into an industry-ish storm. But it's worth. But the, the trade off is worth it for you. The the people yeah. being in your business, all that. You really enjoy the acting yeah. part of this. I enjoy it. I don't ever take it. You know, the hard way. I, it's fun. It's life. What, what would be a dream character for you to play after after you finish? You know, Marvel. hopefully you do seven, eight seasons playing your pops. What would be hopefully the next? Hopefully we thing? do ten or more. There you go. I want to do. I want to do a role that's away from my father, so I can show people my range and my ability. You know, um, my dream is to be a Marvel or DC character, you mm. know, superhero. Dope. Yeah, I would love to do something like that. That's are, dope. Are you, um, where you, you live in Atlanta, you live in LA? I live in Miami. We film in, in Atlanta. Got it, got it. Yeah, we filmed the TV show in Atlanta and Detroit, but I live in Miami, born and raised. Love that. Listen, man, um, shout to you, shout to your whole family, shout to where you're, you're, you're continuing to, you know, make the legacy a, a positive story, which is, I think everybody's so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, and you actually, like you said, you're doing the work, man. So, Thank you. You know what, what'd you say, 23? Yes, 23. I'm yeah. 24, April 22nd. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. <laughs> there you Thank go. you. Thank you. Thanks back, man. Is, man. Y'all Thank give it up one time. Lil Meech, BMF Season 3 on Stars. March 1. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Nice to meet you. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. UBS Arena. Hold on! Sexy 
Ray, French Montana, DeVito, Roller Brook, Cash Cobain, Bass Swag, Doja Cat, Honey Baby, Fabio Fari, 41 Cow Rich, Jet Carter, Tata, Chef G is home, baby, Sleepy Hollow, Connie Diamond, 310 Baby, Celebrity Host, Ice Spice and A Boogie, Big Daddy Kane will be celebrating the life of the finisher, Mr. C, Mr. C, Step Swimming, Jadakiss, EPMD, Eric B and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set, hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg and Laura Stam, 